0: Well hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com and today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 16th of September 2022, including movie spin-off American Gigolo on Paramount Plus, and the latest motorised mayhem from the Grand Tour Boys on Amazon Prime Video.
0: And we'll also be looking at Stars Play's period drama The Serpent Queen, starring Samantha Morton and Daisy Mae Cooper's new comedy thriller Am I Being Unreasonable On BBC iPlayer. But first, Ian, what is in the news?
1: We've got some quite sporty news this week. Netflix reality series At Home with the Furies will follow... The family life of heavyweight boxer Tyson Fury, his wife Paris, and their six children. What else is in the sporty news, Hannah?
0: Well, in Disney Plus's Brawn, the one-pound Formula One team, Keanu Reeves tells the story of the British F1 racing team, which was bought for a quid, just one pound, and won the world championship in 2009.
1: A bargain. Well, another good week. <laughs> I have to say, we don't do that much. On Star's Play, but we're going to kick off with a new period drama on Star's Play called The Serpent Queen. It's available from Sunday, the 11th of September. And here's a clip
0: My story begins when I was a young girl. I was alone in the world. My first impression of my fellow man was less than favorable.
1: It doesn't matter what you want, your marriage has been arranged. So, eight episodes to this one. It's the story of Catherine de' Medici, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, Hannah. She was born in 1519. She was orphaned within a month, and then she grew up in danger of assassination because her very powerful family, the Medici's, were overthrown. But she went on to marry the future King Henry II of France. Okay, so that's the history lesson. This is really well done. It's got a touch of The Great, the um, period drama about Catherine the Great, but it's not it's not as sort of rollicking and humorous as that, though it definitely does have some humor and it has a lot of style. It looks incredible. I mean, the costumes and, and the settings are fantastic. It stars Samantha Morton as Catherine, as the adult Catherine, and in episode one, a servant girl is, is sent to attend to her and she starts telling the story of her life, starting with being an orphan and then being sent to a nunnery. Charles Dance sets her up with, as a potential wife of the future French king. So we see her going over and um, being doled up in this outlandish makeup and clothing to go and sort of put her case for being the future queen of France. There's a lot of breaking the fourth wall in this, which is pretty unusual for a period drama, but it works really well. These are kind of asides to the camera. Morton is great as the older Catherine and then you've got Liv Hill playing the younger Catherine and I must say she is is very very good you do learn a lot about history I didn't really know a lot about the Medici's I must admit and I learned a lot from this but it's really fun as well it's it's got a it's quite arch it's got a sense of style it's got a sense of humor it looks terrific so um yeah I, I I highly recommend it what did you think about this Hannah?
0: I love a historical drama, as you well know. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I also didn't know much about the Medici family. And I think this is probably why I like historical dramas, because my history is patchy and it kind of fills it in to a degree, or a lot, actually. Um, and I just think it's really interesting. I think it has got a lot of style to it. I think um, the part she plays is it, its quite a hard part, actually, because um, she's got a, quite a hard life really but is very shrewd um and of course we see her really cling to power don't we which is uh you know given kind of the life in the way that her husband treated her um i don't know i think there's a real sort of empower empowering of women vibe going on in it so yeah really enjoyed it
1: over on paramount plus which has been bringing out some good series and uh, in particular some good film spin-offs and here's another one it's American Gigolo, Hannah, and you're going to tell us all about it. Come on in, Julian, have a seat. Detective, what is this about? You're a free man.
0: I lost 15 years of my life. Thought I killed that girl. You ain't hurt nobody. It was a killer for hire. Somebody sent me out. Now there are 10 episodes and, um, well, it's really rather good in my opinion. So, there was the first version of this in 1980, the very year I was born, of course, the year of the greats. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord! <laughs> praise the Lord! Um, and Richard Gere, um, if you're if you're old enough, you will remember, he played the sex worker Julian Kay, um, and it was and it was it was it was a really really big hit. But with 42 years on, I don't really remind reminding of my age, um, and the whole thing is being reimagined. Um, And Julian is being released from prison after serving 15 years for a murder he didn't commit. So Julian is the sex worker, um, as I say, Richard Gere played, and is now being played by The Walking Dead's John Bernthal. And to be honest with you he's pretty good looking I mean if, if nothing else you know you, you, it, it does keep your eye to the screen shall we say um so he has to start afresh completely and kind of reconnect with his past um you know his, his his the girlfriend that he had back in the in the real world before he was sent down and of course all his fellow sex workers but I think that the, the the, the part here is that he wants to find out why he was set up, because, of course, it wasn't him that was the murderer and why was he set up. So it is is—it is really quite um, dramatic. It also, which the 1980 version didn't do, it looks at kind of the reasons why he went into being a sex worker, why he went into being a gigolo. Um, and, and they didn't do that the first time round, which is, I suppose, quite... Well, is it a modern twist, not really. I suppose it's just looking to see why why people do end up down that road, rightly or wrongly. I I, I think this is quite well done. I think that it, uh, for me, it will. It, quite often we talk about things, and I, I don't, should I say this? it's sort of I can see quite clearly who will be watching this, and I think this will capture quite a a, a wide audience, quite a big demographic. Um, as I say, the eye candy for the ladies, but also it's quite sort of action packed in places. Um, yeah, enjoyable. Did you like it? Ian?
1: I felt it was a bit of a mixed bag. We've got a Walking Dead. Uh, we've got a Walking Dead connection this week, haven't we? Because was, as well as John Bernthal, of course, um, Samantha Morton is in the Walking Dead as well. But anyway, I felt it started. I don't really remember the the film at all, but I know it's quite an iconic film, and it certainly launched the career of Gear. It starts strongly, so you've got Julian being questioned by this detective, played by Rosie O'Donnell, who I think is very good in the role. And he's basically been discovered in this woman's bedroom. He's covered in her blood and she's had her throat slashed. So not surprisingly, he's the prime suspect, but he says he can't remember anything about it and he didn't kill her. And then we flash, we keep flashing backwards and forwards in this to his childhood, to his prison time, to his, the sort of his heyday as a sex worker. But it all works quite well; it's it's perfectly easy to follow. And the prison stuff is great. We see him to, just as he's about to be released from prison because someone has confessed to this crime. And we also, as you said, Hannah, we go back to his childhood, where we see this his relationship with the with an older neighbour. Which is, you know, which was very dodgy. But I don't know. It does take some slightly odd turns. For instance, the story about him as a a very young man, sort of getting into the escort business, isn't very convincing. That whole world. I don't know. It just seems to almost have come from a different film or series. I do think. I mean, Berthold is good. I think in the role, I mean, he's quite kind of moody. His character is a much more empathetic. Character than the Richard Gere one. He's a bit more tortured, introspective. He's been changed by his experiences in prison. But there are times when the dialogue is pretty clunky, and just some of the acting is just a bit. I don't know. It's a bit creepy. There's an interesting subplot because he's tr- he once he comes out of prison, he's trying to hook up with his kind of lost love, who is in a relationship with this very kind of dangerous guy, and and their son. Is obsessed with an older teacher, so that's quite a quite a kind of clever little parallel story. But it's not had great reviews. I did enjoy episode one, but from what I've read of the American reviews, it kind of goes off a cliff after episode one and isn't particularly satisfying. But I would say it's worth a look. I mean, it's got the same exact producer, Jerry Bruckheimer, as the original film. So yeah, I think give it a look because I do think the critics might have been a bit harsh. And I enjoyed a lot of what I saw.
0: Me too! What's going on here?
1: <laughs> All right, and I should mention that Gretchen Mole plays his long lost love, Michelle. Over to Amazon Prime Video, it's the return of one of our perennial favourites, Hannah, the Grand Tour. And here's a clip. We are here to drive across Europe's last great wilderness. Never once dropping below the Arctic Circle get into trouble out here and we are a long way from anything one of them has only got one back didn't you say you had to bring the best rally car yes they're back uh this time they're off to scandinavia hence the rather racy title the grand tour a scandy flick a bit rude isn't it but there we are so yes it's clarkson hammond and may off on their travels again so the setup for this one is that they're basically each choosing a rally car and they're going to go through sweden and finland and it's the usual thing challenges mishaps practical jokes etc etc what's slightly different this time around well there's a couple of things i would say there's some real jeopardy um i'm not going to reveal exactly what happens but there's there's quite a serious accident involving one of the trio which just reminds you that you know from a health and safety perspective a lot of the stuff they do is very dangerous you know um in fact there are well there's there's another near miss when when uh, a car goes through the ice as they're driving across a frozen lake so a lot of jeopardy which i mean i know hammond's kind of had some pretty serious accidents in the past but yeah so that is quite shocking when it happens it's um very dramatic what i would say about this i mean obviously we know that first with top gear and then with the grand tour obviously a lot of it is kind of set up you know it has to be naturally that's the way the production works. but in this particular outing there were a couple of things that felt so incredibly contrived and unconvincing that they really stuck out as you know you expect us to fall for that come on guys but As ever, (laughs) they're very good value. The landscape looks spectacular. There's a quite funny bit at the beginning where they're kind of saying it's not really like a sort of wilderness at all, is it? But then they arrive at this petrol station and and the... the the ground is just so icy and slippy that they're just kind of <laughs> wriggling about on the floor. They can't stand up. Anyway, there's, the use, there's lots of practical jokes involving ice, of course. Thrills and spills, races. I mean, you, the formula works, of course. The chemistry's still good. Some genuine surprises in this one but uh, that that's, yeah, certainly took me aback and were quite gripping. What did you think, Hannah?
0: I always enjoy um, these. I... I... I know exactly what you mean I, I do I think there comes a point where it does feel a little bit set up. Do they get away with it? Perhaps they didn 't in a couple of parts in this one, but actually, I suppose it kind of has to be. I suppose that is the premise it does I mean, like you say it's incredibly dangerous isn 't it? So I, kind of, I guess they have to set things up to a degree. i mean it 's the usual trio. you absolutely know what you 're getting, and they they, they don 't fail to deliver um, in their usual way with the ringleader being our friend Jeremy Clarkson um because I think the dynamic that they have is they're so they're such close friends that you it, it it's not scripted you know you can just see them just chatting to each other and they I think they have pushed it a bit in this in this one because as I say well, you well as you said it's quite it really is dangerous in places and there are some some incredibly near misses and what they do do is very is very um is very dangerous at times but I, I really enjoy it. I, I love their humour. Um, and although they're not sort of um, reinventing the wheel, I'm not sure that we'd particularly want them to because that's what made it great in the first place.
1: Absolutely. And I should add that there's some really funny stuff uh, involving Richard Hammond uh, when when they arrive at a ski resort, which is it's just brilliant. It's great slapstick. So, yes, um, as ever, recommended. Now, we're going to finish off uh, with something on... BBC iPlayer, Hannah. Now, because the schedules have all been a bit up in the air because of the Queen's death, we're not sure exactly of the date that this will drop because it's been moving around, but it is a new comedy called Am I Being Unreasonable? She is vile. Mum, school. Hmm?
0: Gotta go to school. Two minutes. Ah, no. Just let me watch the You know no, what? That's so unfair. The one thing that I'm lacking in my life is, like, real connection. Possibly because <laughs> I'm insecure, I've got no mates. So, yeah, this is on BBC One um, and is, uh, stars Daisy Mae Cooper, who I think personally is absolutely brilliant. And um, it's written by her and uh, and it stars her real-life best friend, um, Celine Hisley. So... There's a real kind of dynamic going on in this. Now, this is interesting. And actually, we've talked about a few of these now. And I do quite like the kind of the clashing of genres where it's really comedic. It's really funny. But at the same time, it's got this sort of thriller um, element to it. So there's a sort of a dark side to this. So she seems to, Daisy May Cooper, um, who plays Nick, she... She's hiding a secret um, that she hasn't told anyone about. And on the surface, her life with her husband seems really quite wonderful. You know, she she's, she's, seems happy enough, lovely home. Um, and her son, Ollie, she absolutely adores. He's, he's very funny. He's absolutely brilliant in this, actually. Um, but something's lacking, something's missing. And she strikes up a friendship with another mum at the school gate And that's when it starts to unravel because essentially there are some quite toxic things in their lives. Are they quite toxic? And together it, this is where the thriller part comes in. So, and and there are some kind of jump, there are some kind of jumpy moments in it, but it, as I say, it's a clash of genres. And we've talked about it before in a way I don't think it can ever work, but yet it just kind of does. I think this was really quite, and this had me belly laughing in places. Um, but at the same time, it had me jumping a bit. So it's not so scary that you're hiding under the sofa uh, or anything like that. But it is a it is a bit creepy in place. And of course, what is her what is her dark secret? Um, and, and and that I will not um, I will not let you know. But Ian, did, did you like it or do you think it was a mixed bag? I mean, Daisy May Cooper's pretty good.
1: I really like her, and I loved this country. And well, by coincidence, I saw. Charlie Cooper, who co-starred and co-wrote *This Country*, I saw him in *See How They Run*, that new period *Who Done It* that's out in the cinemas. He was great in that, and also the vicar from *This Country* is in *The Serpent Queen*. Anyway, that's by the by. So yeah, I am a fan. I do think with things like this, it, it takes a while for them to kind of for you to get into them. So, I mean, she. Has got funny bones. She's a brilliant comedic performer, and the young lads who plays her son Ollie, it's Lenny Rush, is his name. He is very good as well, and it's got some interesting elements. So it slightly reminded me of Afterlife, Ricky Gervais's Afterlife, because there is a sort of bereavement story element to it. So it's an interesting mix of things. It's actually co-written by Celine Hisley, who who is. Her best friend in real life and plays her new best friend like afterlife there's some quite extreme swearing which i always enjoy yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes um, and it's also got a little bit of kind of motherland the kind of the, the chat at the school gates and the rivalry so yeah she's a great talent this looks really promising yeah looking forward to seeing where this goes i, I didn't rave about episode one as ever, I found her performance really, really funny. Now, we've got to that point, Hannah, where we find out, well, I mean, TV's been very different for the past week, hasn't it? But what have you been binging on, if anything?
0: Well, it has been all about the Queen. It, I don't think there is much else to watch at the moment. You have to really go looking for it. But actually, it feels part of history, doesn't it? It feels like you, I have had it on in the background pretty much all the time. And it doesn't matter which news channel you're on. Um, they're kind of filling the airtime with one thing after the other with the Queen. So, yeah, I'm afraid I have been binging on our Queen.
1: Okay, well, I have a good documentary series to recommend, which is on BBC iPlayer. It's called The Boys from Brazil, and it's all about the Brazilian president, Bolsonaro, who is a sort of Trump-like figure, rose to power despite some infamous incidents, including one where... He told a female reporter that he wouldn't bother raping her because she wasn't worth it. So that is a, a gripping tale of a very extreme political figure. Now we've just got time to look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week, Hannah. So what's on the menu?
0: Well, Diego Luna uh, reprises his role as a daring revolutionary in the nerve-jangling Star Wars spin-off Andor on
1: Disney+. Plus. And Kenneth Branagh is going to play Boris Johnson in Now TV's gripping pandemic drama This England. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... Watch